0: Welcome back to the Look and Sound of Leadership, an ongoing series of executive coaching tips designed to help you be perceived in the workplace the way you want to be perceived. I'm Tom Henschel, your executive coach, and today we're talking about the concern I talk too fast. At the beginning of my presentation skills coaching course, I ask participants to identify two presentation behaviors, one they think they do well and one they think they do poorly. On the needs improvement side, people frequently list, I talk too fast. My contention is, it's not physically possible to talk faster than our brains can compute. Here are some statistics that support my point. On average, American speakers talk at a rate of about 150 to 160 words per minute. Of course, New Yorkers put us all to shame on this scale, but in general, that number, 150 words per minute, has become standard. For example, That's the pace that's recommended for people who record books on tape. Our ears are comfortable with that rate. But researchers have proven that adults can fully comprehend what they hear at a rate of 300 words per minute. That's twice the average rate. Are you old enough to remember John Machida? He's the actor who made a series of deadpan, fast-talking ads for FedEx in the 1980s. The Guinness Book of World Records clocked him at a mind-boggling 586 words per minute. And the fun of those commercials was that we could understand him at that rate. So is it really possible for people to talk too fast? I don't think so. But do we hear some speakers who make us think, gosh, he talks too fast. Yeah, we do. So what's going on? When we think a presenter talks too fast, what we really mean is that she's confused our ear. Now, I want to be clear. I'm making an assumption that diction is not the issue. So if the speaker is understandable, and if we feel she's talking too fast, it's not that there are too many words per minute. That's not possible. What's happened is that she's blurred the indicators our ears need to decode spoken language. What do I mean by that? I mean she's blurred indicators like the downward inflection and pause that comes at the end of a sentence. Did you hear it when I did it just now? If you take those indicators away, We don't know where one idea begins and another ends. Our ears get confused. Here's a 30-second demonstration of what I mean. What I want to talk about for the next half a minute or so is the ability to communicate powerfully, because people who can do it are often seen as high-potential performers, so even though they may not be the highest performers in execution or accomplishing tasks, their ability to communicate often complex ideas in meaningful ways sets them apart and often catapults them into high-profile positions, so their visibility puts them on a track for success that's really based in their skill at getting their ideas out of their own heads and into the heads of others. Okay. Time out. I'm going to guess that by the end of that little demonstration, you were having trouble staying tuned into what I was saying. And I'm also going to guess that if you're a regular listener to these podcasts, you usually don't have trouble staying tuned into me. So, what did I do that made you tune out in half a minute? Was I talking too fast? Well, I was talking at about 200 words per minute, which is faster than our national average, but I don't think pace was the issue. What I think tripped up your ear was this. I spoke in long sentences that I connected to other long sentences with words like and, because, and so. I eliminated the downward inflections and pauses that your ears need to know when one idea ends and another begins. I blurred one of the major indicators that helps us decode spoken language. And it didn't take long for you to tune me out, did it? It's A little scary, huh? So what can you do to be sure that your listeners' ears don't tune out? Four things. First, eliminate connector words. If you link your sentences together, and many, many people do, strive hard to break that habit. Most people with this habit don't think in long sentences they link their sentences together like I did in that demonstration. The fastest way to break this habit is to use recorded feedback. Tape your end of phone calls. Ask permission to tape yourself in a staff meeting. If you presented all hands meetings or other recorded events, make time to review your performance. When you do, listen for this behavior of using connector words to string sentences together. Build your awareness of it and then challenge yourself to stop it. It'll make a huge difference in people's ability to listen to you. By the way, if you're like most people, when I suggested that you use recorded feedback, you probably heard a little voice in your head that said, I hate listening to myself on tape. If so, you're not alone. But I really want to change your mind about that. The next podcast will address that issue. Or you can go to our website now and find the tip from August 2006 entitled Playback as Feedback. Hearing yourself on tape is a tool that's just too valuable to be avoided. Okay, back to the four behaviors that will help keep your listeners tuned in. First, eliminate connector words. Second, end ideas with a downward inflection and a breath. No matter how quickly you string your words together, stop at the end of your sentences. The downward inflection and pause that completes a sentence is the indicator that tells our brains to compute the idea, file it away, and get ready for the next idea. We need that indicator if we're to make sense of your words. The easiest way to be sure you're giving us the indicator we need is to breathe when you end a thought. I recently spoke on a panel with several other coaches. One woman's style was to blow past the periods at the end of her spoken sentences and then pause in the middle of the next sentence. It's not that she spoke particularly fast or that she didn't pause at all. Rather, her pause was misplaced. She blurred the indicators we need to decode spoken language, so listening to her was very difficult. This is a classic example of confusing our ears. And actually, I did a bit of that myself in my earlier demonstration. Number three, ask for understanding. If you have a concern that you speak too fast, one way to slow yourself down is to ask your listeners if they have any questions and then wait for the answer. Asking your listeners if they have questions is simply a way to interrupt yourself. Any technique you devise to interrupt yourself will help slow you down. When I was learning lines as an actor and wanted to remind myself to pause and breathe at certain spots, I'd use a sharpie to put two thick backslashes between the sentences. An executive I worked with used to print his PowerPoint notes and put big exclamation marks after each bullet point to help him remember to slow down and separate his ideas with a pause. The point is, find ways to interrupt yourself so you'll slow down. Be creative. Number four, talk to us. One major reason, but not the only reason, people accelerate their speech is because of nervousness. As adrenaline turns to anxiety, they begin to race through their material as if they're trying to outrun a bullet. During the four years I've been writing these tips, I've written many times about managing nervousness and staying present. All these tips are in the archive on the website, and many of them are posted as podcasts. Here's one more spin on this idea. Nervousness is ultimately you focusing on you. Am I good enough? Do they like me? Will I pass the test? How am I doing? Nervousness is completely self-centered. The instant you're able to shift from focusing on yourself to focusing on the people listening to you, nervousness disappears Engage yourself with questions that focus on them. Are they understanding this? I wonder how this sounds to them. What questions do people usually have at this point? What do I want to be sure they understand? When you can focus on the people in the room, the natural pauses and rhythms that help clarify rather than blur your meaning will begin to emerge. Think of it this way. When you're at dinner with friends and tell a story... Do you speak too fast and blur the indicators that allow us to decode your speech? I doubt it. You probably speak completely naturally. So why does that behavior change when you're in front of people? It's what I call your sock puppet, or negative self-talk, or your struggle with self-esteem. Do these ideas sound familiar? I hope so. If not, in just a minute I'll tell you how to access all the material about these issues. So, if you're getting feedback that you talk too fast, first check your diction. If your speech is understandable, then do these four things one, eliminate connector words, talk in short sentences. Two, give us a downward inflection at the end of your sentences and breathe. Three, be creative about reminding yourself to slow down and pause. Four, Connect with the people in the room and talk to them the way you talk to your friends. Of our more than 30 podcasts, many of them are about managing nervousness in all its various forms, negative self-talk, struggles with self-esteem, even nasty sock puppets. You can find all our podcasts on iTunes. Or Since this podcast was first broadcast, our website has had a makeover. To find our podcasts, just go to our website, EssentialCom.com. That's EssentialCom with two M's.com. From our homepage, click the navigation button marked Coaching Tips. That will take you to a searchable archive of our podcasts and more than four years of executive coaching tips. Our podcasts are also available through iTunes. Just search for The Look and Sound of Leadership. Until next time, this is Tom Henschel. Thanks so much for listening.